You're listening to the Call Me Mr. You, the podcast, your new home for inspiration, family, sports conversations, and a lot of other stuff. We're your all-purpose pod for an all-purpose life and your weekly mirror check before you go change the world, baby. Enjoy the show. Welcome back. I'm your host, Mr. You. Thank you again for joining us on the All Purpose Pod for an All Purpose Life, wherever you are today and however you're listening to the Call Me Mr. You, the podcast. Thank you for making us a part of your morning, your day, and your week. We're your weekly mirror check before you go change the world, baby. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and the Twitter. Download, subscribe to our show wherever you enjoy your podcast. Thank you again for listening, sharing us, and subscribing. Go change the world. Welcome back. Thanks again for joining us. Season four has been off to an awesome start, so we're excited about that. I want to talk to you guys about a topic that's kind of close to my heart. We talk about friendships and relationships and those kind of matters a lot on this show because they matter to me. I think in this case, because of what I'm hearing from you guys, especially on our social media platforms, I believe that the idea of association and connection matters to you. I mean, after the past three years of what we experienced in our nation, connection and association should be important to everybody at that point because of what we had to endure. If you've ever been locked down before, you've been in quarantine before, you know what you lost. You know what you were missing every day, every week, every hour. You were missing the connection, the people connection, the personal touch stick the camaraderie, the relationships. And now that we're not in lockdown anymore, and I guess in some ways we're not in a pandemic, I guess, anymore, we've begun to take that for granted again, which is kind of tragic. But I want to ask you a few questions about association because I believe that this is going to be important to all of us if we can take this seriously today and kind of just dig into this and kind of search ourselves. What happens when the place that you are most comfortable is the most hazardous to your health. How do you break away? How do you get free regardless of the backlash? How do you keep your emotions out of it and make the most important decisions for yourself? I think it's worth talking about. We're talking about the danger of the association. We talked about a similar topic in season two, episode number 43, entitled The Bucket and the Crab. Go check it out. Season two, episode 43, The Bucket and the crab. That mentality is part of what we're going to be talking about today, but a great episode to reference to match what we're talking about today. But we talk about relationships a lot here because regardless of where we are in this big old world, what our roles and positions are, and what we hope to achieve, relationships are factors in the outcome every single time. Even the staunchest relationship critic still needs to establish those in order to move forward, progress, succeed, and get ahead. It's unavoidable for one very good reason, because we're humans. It's inherent in our DNA to establish relationship and connection. It's who we are. To be a hermit, in effect, is inhuman. We're built for relationships. We're fashioned for relationships because God, our creator, loves relationships. His word valid, validated that from end to end. 
from Genesis to Revelation, it validates the proof, the fact that God loves and endorses relationships. As much as some consider themselves introverts, I do to a degree, they would never be able to survive without a physical connection or interaction. That kind of approach to life is really, in my opinion, inhuman. Now, I know this is something that I've experienced, good, really bad, but there's an old saying that bad company corrupts good character. Now, I've shared some of the stories on our previous podcast episodes, but there have been quite a few occasions, and I mean quite a few, where because of who I was in company with, I was touched by the negative ramifications, even if I wasn't actively seeking to or actively being involved in whatever the negative situation was. Raise your hand if it never happened to you before. I was attacked. I was arrested. I was ganged up on. I was struck by a police officer. I was in a lot of scrapes. Every single one was because of who I was associated with. If we think far enough, we're likely to find a story like that where we were. When we were in the wrong place at the wrong time with the wrong people. This isn't a commentary on your past at all. We all got stuff that happened, right? What we currently have right now is what's worthy of discussion. Ponder this thought just for a few. Do we know a dangerous association when we see it? Do we know a dangerous association when we see it? What comes to mind is probably the obvious examples. But do we actually know what a bad association is? I know a lot of people and it seems like I could be wrong. Could be my perception. I'm hoping they admit that. But it, it seems as though some of them have their head in the clouds and they don't realize that they're in a bad association because nothing overtly bad is happening. Ideally, bad friends give you bad advice and put you in bad and often dangerous situations. Those are obvious and easy to spot. But unless you enjoy or feel drawn to the situation that you're being put in, in that event, any voice that's warning you against that is just a naysayer or a hater, right? Trying to spoil your fun, trying to kill your buzz, right? Psalms 1 and 1 teaches us that a believer is easily destroyed just by sitting in the council of evil people. Now, I keep emphasizing the overtly bad association because that's the easiest to spot. It's the low-hanging fruit, right? If your friend gives you bad advice and you get thrown in jail, it's not hard to surmise that your friend isn't good for your health, right? If your friend gives you a bag and says, Take it to this location at this time and don't ask any questions. That's probably not the kind of friend you want in your life, right? So are we done? Is that the epitome of bad associations? Or are there some that we might be missing? Not so fast. The associations that we're not discussing are the ones that we're missing. Is it possible to have friends that are moral and thoughtful and they're still bad for you? Don't let that one get past you. Is it possible to have friends that are moral and thoughtful, but still bad for you? Not bad people, but bad for you. Can you follow everybody that agrees with you, likes what you like, and the association be beneficial to your growth? I know a lot of folks that have a lot of yes men around and they'll say yes to whatever they say because they're the leader. They're in charge. Even their idea sucks. Everybody would say it's a great idea. Oh, that's so awesome. I can't wait to do it. I asked earlier what happens when the place that you're most comfortable in is the most hazardous to your health. If you don't have people in your life 
It represents a friend and a mirror. You could be in a really bad spot. There's nothing worse than walking around with an infectious disease and not even realize that you have it, infecting everybody that you come in contact with. Oh, I'm sorry, too soon? How do you get well when you don't even know that you're sick? That's the part that's scary about the danger of the association. The people who are walking in bad places, hazardous for their health, in relationships that are not good for them. They're not being abused or put in a a dangerous, life-threatening situation, but they're still in bad associations and don't even know it. Mainly because, as a whole, we don't discern our associations very well. We deem some people as nice enough or cool, but we don't determine if their values are our values, and we become guilty by association. I'm not saying you got to clean your friendship locker out. I'm not saying that. If you made the wrong choices recently, they'll certainly bear out at some point. But I am suggesting this. Start vetting those who have submitted applications for association with you. Start vetting more. Be intentional. Take extra time to ask questions. Gauge whether your values match. Simple stuff. Don't be content with the fact that this person could make your life easier and your workload lighter. Conventional wisdom may say that this is either too much work or we may convince ourselves that we're good judges of character and we don't have to have all this process and all this application and implementation. We can tell when somebody's not good or not. But we lean into our own understanding. The problem always starts there. I've never seen vetted like when I applied to work for the state government. It was unlike anything I've ever seen except on TV. And even then, it wasn't even close to being what I saw. I never completed so much paperwork. I never had to answer so many questions in my life. I was investigated, man. I was analyzed. I was evaluated. I was essentially sitting in the box in a courtroom being interrogated. I was being vetted and I hated every minute of it. I knew I was trustworthy. I know I can handle secrecy and important documents and and top secret material. I believed I was accountable and loyal. But what I thought didn't matter. It mattered what the evaluator thought before allowing me to enter into their world or their organization. In this case, in this scenario, you're the evaluator. You're the investigator. You have to determine trustworthiness. Not because of years in friendship, not because of closeness and proximity, but because of values, because you vetted them enough to know if this person should be in your life and attached to you by association. Would a good association convince you to stay in the bucket where they are? Because if you start changing your life and maturing and growing into new areas and new relationships, then they will have to change and mature also. A lot of people that you are in association with don't want you to do that because it puts uh, a disparaging light on them and what they're not doing. So they'd rather you stay where you are. That's bucket and crab mentality right there. I don't know what reference you use for relationships, but be careful where you sit. Be careful of who you come into agreement with. 
be careful of who you make a vow with. Be careful who you live with and who you play amongst. Be careful who you partner with. Be careful of who you envy and who you're jealous of. Be careful of what you covet that somebody else has. Be careful of what you desire and what you long for, what you think about. Light and darkness cannot coexist with each other. Now, hopefully without pride or position, you can view yourself as a valuable enough person to vet the people you associate and partner with, not just allow your door to stay open. You open it for the right people. It doesn't matter if they make you feel good 100% of the time and they stroke your ego and tell you how pretty your hair is and they agree with all your suggestions and they love your makeup or they love your shoes and laugh at all your jokes. They need to be going in the same direction you are or you're always in danger of turning around. Ask the children of Israel with all the power and authority they were supposed to be walking in with the God of heaven and earth on their side. All they had to do was hang around the wrong tribes, the wrong people. And before you know it, within minutes, hours, weeks, they were engulfed in idol worship and forgot all about the God that had their back. It's the danger of the association. Wherever you are today and however you're listening today, call me Mr. You, the podcast. Thank you for making us a small part of your morning, your day, and your week. Your weekly mirror check before you go change the world. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and the Twitter. Thank you again for listening, subscribing, and for sharing us. Go change the world. We're so proud of you guys. Thank you for listening, subscribing, and sharing us. Enjoy the music. Coach out. Thanks again for listening to the Call Me Mr. You, the podcast. Hope you enjoyed the show. Please like, share, and subscribe to our YouTube channel for all of our full-length live episodes. And of course, if you're an audio listener, wherever you enjoy your podcast listening, you can find the Call Me Mr. You, the podcast. Hope you enjoyed the show. Go change the world. Coach out.